Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Also as well, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we talk about the latest winners and losers in the NFL draft, plus Aaron Rodgers going to New York. So check out that latest episode as well. Of course, Ox1947 and everyone at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out how he is. Hey, you know, just, he's just being Joe right there for you at LakersBall.com. Plus, also as well, you can go ahead and talk about everything going on with the Lakers at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out what they're doing today with Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Plus, also as well, Jamie Sweet, who also blogs a great deal himself with his Five Things articles. You can go ahead and check them out at Lakerholics.com. Speaking of Joe, since he popped in, you got to go ahead and give him some love out there in the SoCal area because you need a new lawn. In fact, in honor of Star Wars, I'm going to do the force right here thingy. You need a new lawn. You need a new lawn. You need Simblades. Simblades with the Y. Simblades.com. Oh, that's almost, that sounded really good. I like that. Pat myself on the back for that one. Plus also as well, you go ahead and check out what's going on with the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast. The NBA Draft is right around the corner, and there's no better place to prepare than the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast. Stone Hansen, who returns here tonight, a great part of our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break crew once again. He was such an awesome part, and you can go ahead and check him out each and every time out right there for you at Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Don't forget Sean Grice, the madman from Toronto. He'll be here a little bit later. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today at, of course, Magic Man in the morning, every Friday morning right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break channel, plus also our great stuff that we do each and every time out on Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. YouTube channel galore when you talk about John McCallion. Great conversation always can be had today at the YouTube channel for John McCallion. So give that a like and subscribe. And if you could do all that, plus again, playback.tv slash fast break. If everybody wants to hear a Joe rant, the place where you can hear it more often is on playback.tv slash fast break. And if you do support all that, plus like and subscribe today, it is sincerely appreciated. And I've got a special note for everybody out there that listens or watches us, you know, on uh, Spotify when they try to get us on those video podcasts. I want to let you know if you want me to continue video podcasts, give me a shout out, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. I'm going back because of some trouble with our Twitch stream feed, sending that over there. It seems to not jiving very well. So I want to go ahead and let everybody know I'm going back to audio podcasts only for the foreseeable future. If you do want, video podcasts on your spotify feed let me know i'll try to set up something but it does get i'm gonna have to go to a youtube feed and that takes a couple days so i wanted to go ahead and make sure everybody that is still liking and enjoying that part and that avenue just give you a heads up right there lakers fast break at yahoo.com but i will tell you what a crucial game three and all i've been hearing since the blowout a couple days ago was oh the warriors have got it now the warriors have got it now the Warriors got it now. And despite the Lakers getting off to an early lead, the Warriors actually started to look good halfway through the first quarter. They started to find some some spots in the Lakers' defense that they were able to go ahead and manipulate and actually pulled out to a seven-point lead into the second quarter. And as it started to run down the second quarter of a few minutes, but then we just saw 
a crucial period of time with about seven and a half minutes left in the second quarter. And uh, the question was asked by FL24 because he got came in late to the playback. He said, you know, I want to go ahead and check out this game. It's been a great game so far. My advice to anybody rewatching, rewatch from that seven half minute point in the second quarter. Because ever since that point, the Lakers defense, they plugged those holes. They were had their hands everywhere. They looked absolutely devastating on that side of the ball. And that speared them for their transition game, getting fouls, going to the line. All the things that we talk about doing that the Lakers do well, plus some added three-point shots, wasn't the best-looking offense in the world, but they didn't need it because the defense swallowed up the Golden State Warriors for virtually three-quarters after that as they absolutely dominated the Golden State Warriors on their way to a 30-point victory with substantial rest for AD and LeBron. I know AD got shaken up again, so I'm hoping he's okay, but... It looks like he was doing all right on the bench, but wait and see. We'll get hopefully get more word on Twitter here in, in a little bit. But LeBron got extensive rest. The game was pretty much not in doubt after the halfway through the third quarter. It just really looked good for the team. And here today to talk about today's awesome victory where the Lakers pulled away for a 30-point victory. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today as part of the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. It is the man himself returning to us he brings us good fortune it is stone hansen and stone glad to have you here my friend i'm pumped man you can see i'm just energized because <laughs> the lakers defense really kicked some ass today yes indeed they did um <clears throat> it's great to be back uh and it's great to you know um be back in a, a win like this um I think the Lakers played really well uh, defensively, like you said. Um, AD obviously spearheaded that, um, and I think that uh, you know the team just sort of um, got uh, really a hold of that and, and took that and carried it. Um, I think he was AD was sort of the catalyst for the defense, and everyone just fed off of it. Um, I think the 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 run that the Warriors went on came when AD was sitting, and I think that that's generally just going to be how it is but he makes such a huge difference for us as a primary defender as a help defender uh, and I think the team really feeds off of it when he was sitting you saw that the Lakers tried to match what the Warriors were doing and just take a bunch of threes um, you can't beat the Warriors at their own game you have to win a different way and I think the Lakers uh, realized that once AD got back in um, he is able to get us stops and we're able to get in transition get into the paint uh, more uh, and then once we get that confidence of you know getting a couple nice layups just seeing the ball go in uh, I think it starts feeding into the rest of our offense so um, I think really a lot of everything just stems from Anthony Davis defensively and uh, I think that that's really where we we picked up uh, in this game and in what led us to the win ultimately but yeah Le LeBron looked shaky to begin the game but uh, once he got going too it helped a bit so uh, I think we really just need Davis in his defense every single game he brings it every single game uh, and I think the rest of everything kind of just expands and branches out from there once again the Lakers do destroy the Golden State Warriors backed by their awesome defense 127 to 97 just truly a great performance by the team Joe can I bring in L Rob because I haven't seen him in a while just wanted to make sure that thank you my friend appreciate it also here today good man indeed 
I was actually thinking about you on the drive back. So I was picking up my wife and coming back for the uh, second quarter or whatnot. Is a good man indeed. It is the Michigan State Spartan himself. It is Mr. L. Rob and L. Rob. Again, I was thinking about you, my friend. I was so happy to see you. Great win. Great victory. We're not here all upset and mad and, and whatnot. It's just like we were coming off of game two. This is a great victory for the Lakers. That defense, they found the answers. A short run by the Warriors at the end of the first quarter, first part of the second quarter. But once they found the magic in the defense, it was all over from there. Yes, sir. That was a very, very satisfying performance. So, um, yeah, I miss you guys as well. Of course, I've always uh, check in, listen to most of the podcasts anyway. You guys are always holding it down. So, but Appreciate I just it. wanted to uh, to join you guys today since uh, that was an easy, relaxing win. That's um, what we yeah, were saying. Everybody, everybody, uh, everybody contributed. And those are the kind of games you'd like to have where Dennis came off the bench. He he, he brought energy. Um, Lonnie Walker, attention to detail, looked sharp. And you mean AD? I mean, he responded like we knew he was would respond. He initiated the contact today. Um, you know, game two, he kind of shied away. Draymond body him, and he, you know, he just didn't seem like he wanted um, to bang too much. But today, I mean, he initiated all of the contact he drove into those guys had them on their heels offensively and had them very timid around the basket defensively so um multiple efforts flying out on three-point shooters um, you can't say enough about um his leadership in in uh, action today <clears throat> one thing i do want to ask you before i head it over to joe and that is we've seen this before from ad all the time where you know this 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 season where he's just saying okay he has a he he lays an egg he goes after the game and says you know what it's on me my fault you know i'll be better next time and then he is better next time so i know one of the things that all these analysts are saying is about the inconsistency about ad in the playoffs if he could only be consistent he could be actually He's almost there now as being the best player overall in the playoffs on both sides of the ball. Your thoughts on this on what's causing this inconsistency from, I'm not going to say every game, you know, game to game, but you can, it's clear that there are day, definite days or games that he just takes off. Yeah, I would, I would say his defensive intensity have been pretty consistent. Um, you know, certain games, it might be a 10, but even when he's not, fully engaged defense. I mean, he still plays at a eight level defensively. Mm -hmm. uh, it's on the offensive end where he's just very, very lethargic uh, a lot of games. So I don't know what it's going to take, but you know what? If he's going to do it every other game and that every other game is a win, hey, <laughs> that works. That um, but works. Pretty much he's given us, you know, I would say two thirds of the game. He's, he's, he's come out aggressively. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think eventually he will. I don't remember him being quite this up and down in um in the championship season. In, in no. Yeah, so I think, you know, I think the further he gets along, he'll start smelling and getting close to that finish line. I think his effort will be a little more consistent. It'll have to be if, you you know, you're going against the Joker. So. There you go, indeed. But great to have you back, my friend.
Uh, hopefully we can get you back. We'll get a, we'll set up a trivia show one of these days very soon when all the dust is settled. For yeah, the I, want, I want my belt back from Joe. There you go. <laughs> Indeed. Speaking of the man himself, it is Joe Soro, the guy behind Oxide T47 at LakersBall.com, plus also as well. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. My friend, absolutely a dominating performance after the halfway mark of the second quarter by the defense. Obviously, AD gets a lot of flowers. LeBron gave you some clutch moments as far as, you know, he had an okay game overall, but he had some moments where he really stepped it up just before he gassed out at the end of the third quarter. Lonnie Walker, who everybody in the chat room has been screaming about, and rightly so, they got me like late to the party on that one. But after a while, I said, yeah, maybe they should go ahead because the fact that we're not having a consistent eighth player off the bench, maybe give LW4 a try. He gave you something today. Overall, a great performance and a lot of good performances to go around to, for today. Yeah, I got to give credit to the, to, the, to, the, to the band. They, they called it, and, and it seems like Darwin Ham listened. I, I, it always puzzled me why Lonnie Walker wasn't at least average on defense because he's ridiculously athletic. And then, of course, every time he shoots, I feel like it's going in, and that's a positive, especially in a, in a series like this. But he held his own. He held his own. He stayed in front of his guy. He played very, very good defense, uh, at least the best I've seen him play uh, this year in general. Getting around uh, the screens was easier for him than what we saw from TBJ. Correct, correct. TBJ, I don't think, has the lateral movement to keep up with a Clay Thompson. And Clay Thompson started going off in the first quarter, and it looked like deja vu all over again in game one and two. But he finally came back to his Sacramento worth, and that was a nice sight to see. But again, it, it's, it's, it's very hard to be effective and even make those shots when it's constantly on you, right? Steph Curry, I, I keep hearing about Steph Curry is a, is, is a, is a gazelle, he's Reggie Miller, uh, all this stuff going on, running around. Guys, he's 35 years old. If you can sustain some kind of lead or some kind of momentum and let him go the way he's going through three quarters, he's gassed. He's getting gassed now. This is the second time in the last three games where he got gassed. So you have to withstand the Steph Curry shooting barrage. And then, of course, Klay Thompson, hopefully this these first two and a half games, you know, hopefully they're an anomaly and he gets back to kind of, you know, being being not as not as not not Klay Thompson of, of, of his prime. If we can get those things going, the Lakers are going to have a good shot at closing this out in six for sure. And as far as <laughs> the prognosticators, we live in a world where everyone is a prisoner of the moment. And, and I'm not going to front that I, I've caught myself being in that. I have. I've caught myself being in that. But at the same time, I said before the series, and I don't know why everyone else was scared. I'm not scared of the Warriors. Even, even after the game two blowout, I'm not scared of them. They can win the series, of course. Championship teams have a certain muster they could do it but it's just not likely especially when you have Anthony Palomalu on on his game he he looked like exactly what you need to stop this team 
there's nothing else you can discuss. You cannot stop a seven-footer who's got arms like Inspector Gadget in your way. And not only that, he's guarding two guys. The guy guards two guys. I don't know anyone that does that in the NBA. He guards two people. There was a defensive sequence. I can't remember if it was GP2 and, or, and Mooney. I can't remember if it was those two combinations. But he, was, he basically put his hand up. And then as soon as GP2 passed it to Mooney, he was already there. He was already there. What are you going to do with that? You can't do anything with it. So Jekyll and Hyde, Anthony Davis. I, I do agree that that happens. But it seems to happen in certain spurts. The reason why he was off in game two was because he was off. It wasn't because he just stopped playing. He was missing those bunnies. And it, and it, and it completely, completely derailed the team, they're playing at home. The crowd was going crazy. Everyone started hitting threes again. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's the NBA. And this is the Golden State Warriors. This is not Charlotte freaking Hornets. So I'm just saying that's that's how games kind of kind of sometimes play out. And then the Lakers kind of gave up probably around mid, mid third quarter at that point. They wanted to kind of scale back and go, all right, we got the we got the first game. Let's have our guys fresh for game three and four. Win those two games. And we go back, we come back to San Francisco up 3-1. And then at that point, we can maybe close it out if, if Golden State can't do anything. But then we, can, we have a chance to come back to L.A. and win it. Now, everyone's begging for a rant. And I'm, I'm, I actually did have a, a prep here a little bit on the rant. I want, I, want to, I want to make it very clear to the NBA analysts. I know I've been harping on this uh, a little bit. But I want, I want I, I, if, 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 if this channels to some of those guys, I want, I want to just say this. You're the biggest freaking clowns, all almost all of you, seriously. I cannot pass a channel. It doesn't matter who it is. I don't care if you're a former NBA player. I don't care if you're a renowned announcer, the analyst. I don't care. Most of the new people that they've hired are trash all around. I don't know one goddamn person that they've hired in the last five years that has any worth in terms of the game especially the NBA. I don't know what, how these guys got their job. Maybe they get their job because they can pay them crap money. I guess that's what it is because it's nauseating listening to them. I don't even listen to it. And what sucks is I can't I, – I hear it secondhand. And I'm not going on Twitter to go listen to a bunch of yahoos. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. I don't care what anyone says. I watch the game. I know what's going on. And I have enough people that – I have enough bullhorns to find out what certain guys are talking about. And then I'll find certain clips online. So I don't waste my freaking time and my life listening to idiots talking about, Oh, the Lakers are not going to win the series. Then the Lakers blow out the, the, the Warriors. Oh, Anthony Davis is the greatest player ever. And then all of a sudden they lose game two. And then we're back again to, Oh my God, Steph Curry is the greatest thing ever. It's like, dude, shut the F up. Shut up. It's a seven game series. Shut up. You're talking about LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. These are great players that have won championships. Let the series play out. Shut up with the exaggerated it's over discussion every quarter. It's nauseating. Seriously. I mean, at, at what point does this get old? Do you not listen to yourselves when you're talking? Do you ever listen to yourselves after the show and go, man, I sounded stupid. I really sounded stupid there. No. Who's telling them? I don't think the producers are telling them to say this. 
There's no way. I mean, maybe they do. I mean, I've, I've been around radio producers and TV producers. They're, they're worse, actually, in terms of intelligence. Their IQ is like 40. So I don't know. what. At what point are you going to let the game develop? Tonight, Lakers were down 11, okay? We got we, we, we panicked. Well, we're not sitting there going, oh, my God, the hell with LeBron. I hope he goes off a cliff and all this crap. Seriously? Seriously? I mean, come on. Relax. You know, Aaron Rodgers, relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Let the series play out. And by the way, Golden State sucks on the road. There's history there. There's a short history there. They've sucked for seven months on the road. What do you mean they're going to, oh, Steph Curry and the Warriors are going to destroy the Lakers now. Pay attention. Pay attention. This is for the producers out there and for the former players too because that's the worst part about this. Former players talking like fans. Why? I can understand a buffoon like Skip Bayless, a worthless piece of garbage like him, talking just to get attention. But former players, former players talking like a fan? Dude, you guys have been in the trenches. Some of these guys have won titles. What the hell are you watching? You know this. You are in it. Some of you have won. Learn how to freaking commentate. Bring some knowledge. Watch the games. Stop looking at the box scores and listen to Chuck Chuck Barkley. I don't even watch the games. And why is this game on TV? Come on, come on, get real, guys. This this this, this new this era of, of commentating needs to end. We need to start getting popular. Everyone out there listening that hasn't subscribed, subscribe, like, get this ball rolling so I can get in front of these guys and tell them who they are. We all can. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That seems to me like something that is possible, something that could happen. Whether you're introduced to a character or a location or something that will tie it to the new movies coming. But it's still Ray from the last Skywalker. From right. That but it could be the new Jedi for the new movies that you're talking about, yeah. for the new branch that's going to grow yeah. out of it. Yeah, come on, Jack. Come, oh, on, come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, got to attach it all at some place or it's disjointed uh, and it doesn't on. make any sense. Come, come on. Come on. <laughs> it's going to make a sense because you can say it's a long time ago. That scroll at the beginning of every Star Wars movie sets up everything for you. Come on. Come on. Come on. They make you read the recap instead of showing it to you. That's the difference. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, the Lakers do win 127 to 97. <laughs> you guys wanted a rat. There you go. All right. But I want to ask you this, Stone, when it comes to what you're seeing from Darvin Ham, you know, I know you and I and Joe and and uh, quite a few of us here at the LFB have been critical of Darvin Ham for good parts of this season. Today, I think that whatever would needed to be done early in that second quarter was done and the corrections were made. Even if it was just t- telling these guys, you got to shape up on defense, whatever worked halfway through that second quarter, it just 
just set off a ferocious defense. The offense never really gelled 100%, uh, and, and that's been the case pretty much throughout. But that defense gets the transition going. It gets to the free throw line. Everything is feeding off the Lakers' defense, and it's just tremendous. So I am going to give something, uh, uh, you know, as far as flowers over to Darvin Ham because something must have happened in that huddle that got them stirred up to start playing that awesome defense. <clears throat> yeah, um, I think I'll disagree a bit just because I think I think most of the defense <laughs> comes from Anthony Davis. I think rather than a, any sort of like schemed. Uh, thing again I haven't watched game one or game two I was out of town so I can't really say what adjustments have been made from game to game in this series but um, I don't think that he I I don't think that a lot of what the defense does is because of him I think a lot of it is because our talent and specifically AD um, is what you know uh, fuels that Um, and I think also our offense never gelled because we don't have one but Take the hat off, um, but uh, I, I yeah, but think you've said that too, quite a bit. <clears throat> yeah, I, and I don't want to harp on him tonight because um, I think our talent is what is need, needs to be talked about more, and that's what won us the game. Um, I think that uh, I've been proven wrong for sure, and I'll happily admit it that our talent has gotten us farther than I would have thought with the lack of coaching that we have. Um, I expected us to, uh, you know fold a a bit earlier than um we've gotten because i think coaching is really important but i think i might have underestimated the how far a talent can carry us without a level of coaching so um for that i am i was wrong um and you know i i don't think i'm wrong about him but i do think i'm wrong about that and i think that um the lakers are really going far because of what we can do in defense and i think what we're doing on defense um, is a lot of because of what Anthony Davis gives us from night in and night out. And I think that I don't even really care about his aggressiveness on offense, honestly. I, I think as long as he's there doing what he does on defense, uh, our offense will come. Uh, and I think that uh, our offense will uh, continue to thrive as long as we're we're doing what needs to be done on defense and whether that's schematically, which it usually isn't, or whether that's talent because Anthony Davis is just so good at um, defending as the primary, defending as the help guy, and really just taking on whatever comes at him defensively. And, and uh, I, I think that guys feed off of that. So um, that's really what's important to me. And I think what is the focus or what should be the focus of the Lakers a lot of the time. Zangerstein mentioned to you, uh, she, she was saying it's a high drop scheme stone and only AD and Bam are capable. High drop the no roller with some help. AD needs yeah. to be near the paint. Yeah, high drop is. Um, if you listen to upside swings, we talk a lot about schemes and how incoming prospects um, can translate into those sort of things. Uh, high drop is a really um, specific type of defense that you have to be. Um, you have to have really long arms for, and you have to be really proficient at positioning. Um, and I saw. I completely agree with Zingerstein. I saw earlier. Uh, commented that um, you know when we play small ball uh, that's you know when we get eaten alive and a lot of that is because we don't have a defense that can adjust to playing small ball we're still playing high drop a lot of times and we don't have the personnel for that Roy and LeBron can't do it and 
Uh, Wenyan is bigger, um, even though he's not a stalwart defensively. He at least, I think, does a better job uh, of being able to fill that with the length that he has more than those guys in the height. So it's high drop is, you know, it, you definitely need the body for it. But uh, in AD's case, you also have to be a really fantastic premeditated mover in, in things like that and foot positioning, uh, shin angles, understanding all of those things. And I think AD does a fantastic job of it. Uh, and that's really why we are able to stay in games and, and have blowouts like this is because um, AD can perform that role at such a high level. Now, Rob, let me get you in on this, my friend. Once again, the Lakers do win 127-97 to take a 2-1 to series lead. Your thoughts on this, my friend, when it comes to not only what we saw with AD with the dominating defense, LeBron, play, you know, his game tonight, uh, he, he seemed very pedestrian, almost invisible in the first quarter, came back with a pretty decent quarter, 10, you know, 10 points. It was the third quarter that I think helped facilitate this as far as getting it into a huge lead, not just AD's play and his hands virtually everywhere, but LeBron's hustle, absolutely outright hustling where he even flew into the stands. And they were not deterred by Wiggins' slam dunk posterizing AD. They came back, and with LeBron, I really think, showcased to the guys in really that kind of hustle and effort that you want to see from the guy because he really showed it. And then had a nice batch, a nice spurt, a really nice spurt just before he sat down the third quarter that brought it on home. Yeah, LeBron. Um, I mean, he in was and out, in and he, out. He was finding shooters, though. I mean, he was content not to be aggressive. Um, is you know, you criticize him if we don't win, but the way he played the game, it ended up being the right way. He got guys off. He, you know, he was hitting shooters wide open. Um, you know, I like to see the stats on the number of open shots we missed because he was hitting guys wide open, and you know, he just wasn't hitting as much in the in the first half. Uh, I think he had seven or eight assists in the first half. He didn't do much, uh, get many in the second half because he started being aggressive looking to score. So I think he was just waiting. You know, he, he feels the game. He feels when he's needed to, you know, take shots and be more aggressive and push the pace. And, um, you know, our biggest criticism of LeBron has always um, pretty much has been you're shooting too many threes, you're not attacking enough, and you're, you know, you're kind of not playing um, defense up to your capabilities. In this series, his defense has been very consistent. Um, and today he didn't take a lot of threes. So I I, I loved his game. He, you know, he, he <laughs> you and a, I both. He played a very, very solid game. I, I will go back to uh, Joe's comment, and I will give him props for not fearing Golden State. Yes, I'm always fearful of, of, of Steph Curry. So um, as long as he's in this series, I will have a, uh, uh, I guess, a healthy respect for him and, and a fear for him because I, you know, I know he can single-handedly go off. But at some point, um, maybe it is just one a matchup that's not good for him and them. And what we beat them three out of four in the regular season, yeah. we beat them two out of three now in the playoffs. So, um, uh, Darvin, it is tough though. When you, I mean, he got criticized so much during the regular season. A lot of it was justified, but when but at some point, when you get, you know, it can't be both ways. He has to get praised when the team wins if he's going to get criticized when they lose. Um, Stone, the one thing he did that you, I mean, you said you didn't see the first two games, he put, he put AD on, um, 
you know, he put AD on Jermichael Green, and he took um, and he and he took uh, Vandy and put him on Draymond. So now you got two big guys in the lane. So now if Steph beats you, he's you know you don't have Vandy out at half court or thirty five feet away from the basket. If Steph gets by you, you got another big body in the lane contesting. He also um, put him on Clay. Clay was yeah. going nuts. He put him on Clay. Look, I call it what you want. Sorry, Stone. I, I know. It's hard for you to backtrack little, but you're not really backtracking. The bottom line is Darvin Ham has coached very yeah. well this last yeah. two weeks. And we've been pretty good on the guard offense. He's and, adjusted. And, He's adjusted, yeah, and, and it's 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 working. The three guard thing say, worked. Yeah. Uh, going with one big, he he cut Rudy's minutes down and went with LeBron and 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 Walker and and I mean he pushed pushed the right buttons and and it worked today. So I'm not saying that three guard small offensive. Small um, lineup is going to work again, but today it chased those guys off the the three point shot, forced them into the lane, and uh, let AD create havoc once they got down there. So, good game plan. Good game plan indeed. Also here today, just rolling in. He's the madman from Toronto. He did just get out of Toronto traffic to stop by for the show. It is a good man indeed. He checked out the game. He's already set. You know he's pumped. He's here for all the great shows, whether it's Lakers Snack Pack, Lakers Weekend, and, of course, Magic Man in the morning. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here, my friend. You've got the the big old uh, hoodie jersey thing going on again. There you go. Yes. I hope you watch it. Lakers. That's it. That's it, L. That's it, Rob. That's it. Okay, but I hope you watched it since those previous times. I have not. I have not. I have not. This okay, is air freshener. It this works. is this is now five and one. So we're we're okay. we're sticking with it here. Okay. Um, All right. All right. And and uh, I had to have uh, a bit uh, deep conversation this morning, Gerald, with uh, a few friends over breakfast, telling them that you know what, guys, I'm moving out of Toronto. Wow. So, wow. so yeah. Was my it because one... of your Lakers weekend show with Jamie Sweet this morning? <laughs> it was not. It was not. But, by the way, did he get any other feedback about his robe? Uh, he got quite a few. <laughs> but he was there with you, my friend. He was. And we talked about, uh, you know, AD uh, trying to be that fierce uh, alpha male again, Gerald. And we saw it tonight. So, I'm happy about that. And exactly. Again, Get to know Febreze. Uh, the Warriors had 19 turnovers tonight. So that means when they've committed more than 15, they're now 0-4 in uh, in the playoffs. So there's a recipe for, uh, for, you know what? If they like controlled chaos so much, I guess, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander defensively because they got a little bit of that tonight. Um that was nice to see. Um, I'm just happy about the win, Gerald. I mean, you know, we obviously know game four is – it's the biggest one in a in a series. It's the swing game. It's uh, it's the one that, that tosses it one way or the other. Um, we do know that teams that go up 3-1 win 86.5% of their series. So that's a huge – that's a huge vaunted game. 
I love the adjustments that Coach Ham made when I was watching them, and my boss didn't make me uh, turn off the television at work. Uh, Always a good thing. Yeah, I loved it. Great win. Fantastic. I'm so pumped. I'm glad everybody is hyped up as well because, you know, we really needed this victory, Gerald. It was really, it was a tale of two games, but it really wasn't because I felt that and you felt that we kind of played their style in game one and just happened to beat them at at their own game, so to speak. Our strength versus their strength. So this was a tale of us just pounding them intense intently and intensely and i just found that you know like me and jamie were talking about the attitude right it just seemed like from the tip the attitude was correct even when they were down 36 24 um they just swamped them after that after that i believe the lakers went on a correct me if i'm wrong Gerald, but i think it's a it was something like a 30 to 6 run in the second quarter it, it was, was it, it was yeah. 30 to 8 i think it 30 was 30 to 8 yeah excuse me 30 to 8 so that was incredible and i'm i'm just proud of the that was the, the game right there that was the game that you know you outscore them 36 to 18 in the second but you just pound them into submission and it was wonderful man i'm so happy Kenneth stone says great show this morning again once again you want to check it out it is lakers weekend joe i'm going to send it to you before i get it back to l rob when it comes to what you're seeing today and what they can do, as Sean is typing away right there for you, sending out those that love out there to everyone out there on the chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break. I want to ask you this, my friend. How can the Lakers sustain this kind of defensive intensity through game four, a crucial game four, and throughout the rest of the series? Continue to use Anthony Davis as the freelance, free safety, defensive juggernaut that he is. Steve Kerr is going to adjust. I don't know how he's going to adjust this time. I I don't know where they can go. Uh, In in game two, they adjusted to making Steph Curry into a playmaker versus a shooter. Then they kind of continued to do that in the first quarter, but then as soon as AD started getting in the way, then Steph was like, okay, what the hell am I going to do now? Then he went back to – shooting his you know off off the cuff threes and he made a few too but then after a while all that running around people he's 35 started getting gassed ad is 30 ad only played 32 minutes lebron only played 33 minutes that's something that you guys need to think about for the next game the lakers did not even though lebron was tired at the end he did not play a long game They basically sat eight minutes in the fourth. This is the second game in the last four games where the Lakers did not have to worry or stress in the fourth quarter. These are crucial to the longevity of this this run. Should the Lakers win game four, it's anything can happen. I understand that. But there's no way you'll convince me that the Lakers are going to lose the series. And then at that point, we're going to get a chance to see how much rest they can get in those games so that they can have enough gas for two more series. Because at this point, injuries, in my opinion, are the only thing that will stop the Lakers. AD not playing well in game two, playing good in game three, maybe not playing. At this point, I don't care. I don't care. Win the series. 
Win the series. And by the way, for the numbskulls out there that don't watch sports, I don't know what the hell they're watching. I don't know how they interpret it. The other team plays good, too. You can't just keep, oh, he sucks, or he stopped playing, or who's this guy that's going to come later? Sometimes the other team plays well. Sometimes your shot doesn't go in. Since game five, because everybody's been asking about the rants. Luckily, I had some fuel with these numbskulls that talk about sports. They have not played in any way that I've seen like the quitters that they were, were during the year. They were quitting in those games. That's why we were so critical of them. Even in the losses they were playing. There's a difference. Watch the freaking game. I'm not making this up. You guys know this. Go back to the tape. You saw how we reacted throughout six months of regular season ball. Why would I all of a sudden change now if I'm not if I'm, if I'm not seeing something different? They've played their rear ends off every game since game five of the Memphis series. Okay, and they've lost two of those games since then. They've played hard. Yeah. After the third quarter, yeah, they, they kind of said, okay, we're going to scale back. That's, that's fine. Why would you want to risk injury at that point in those moments? That part makes sense. Focus on the fact that this is a should be a fun series. You got two greats. Enjoy the game. Enjoy this series. LeBron has a chance for Laker fans to rectify, you know, his rivalry with Steph. Steph is at four. LeBron's at four. Where's the story there? They, that, that used to be the story. That used to be the stories. That used to be the buildup. Now it's like every time... Some guy has five minutes that, that, that he's not doing anything. He's a piece of crap. You throw him into the freaking garbage. Don't do this. Like, dude, just watch this. And enjoy what you're watching. Stop being such a drama queen. And then I got to be a drama queen to combat the drama queens. Enjoy the game, guys. Laker fans, enjoy this. This is a, this is, this is, a, even though it's a second round series, enjoy this, this moment. You're watching the greats. Of all time, playing to try to win a championship. Playoff playoff wins are are the hardest. Enjoy They're the it. hardest. Enjoy it, and I'm enjoying this. I I had a fantastic night tonight. Dodgers beat the, the Padres too. That helped. Um, I'm as soon as we're done here, I'm hoping to get did, get the uh, the fight here soon. Did they wear those uh, unique uh, uranium uniforms again? <laughs> No, no, they were wearing their uh, uh, the crap brown and pea oh, yellow. <laughs> ah, okay, a poop brown. Yeah, well, I don't say that word. That's just a little too. Uh, um, what well, is? Yeah, yeah that, I don't. I don't care what it is. Okay, that's a little bit of a rude tube there for you. Okay, okay. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. 
Once again, the Lakers do win 127-97. We're back here at the Lakers Fast Break. It's Gerald Glassford along with L. Rob, Stone Hansen, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and Joe Sorrow, a.k.a. Ox1947. L. Rob, you know, you saw a dominating defensive performance. Again, we saw a great performance in Game 1 as well. What can the Lakers do to take it home in game four so that we can get a consistent game in and game out performance to finish off the Golden State Warriors? They got to hit first. They got to come out and be the most more aggressive of the team. Um, I thought Golden State carried, they came out with a little more energy. I felt in the Lakers and we were settling for three pointers, but they was packing in the paint. But we just have to come in and be physical. We got to put a body on them. We kept bodies on them pretty good defensively. If we if we do that while they're on offense and just you know um, be physical, we got we got guys we can get bring off the bench if we get in trouble foul trouble as long as it's not AD. So let's just be physical. Let's 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 take the fight to them. I like to see Draymond falling down, going backwards instead of pushing, you know, pushing us backwards. So be physical. Um, be aggressive. Uh, I don't think D'Lo, we may have not given him enough credit for carrying us in in the first quarter because he just came out like, okay, this is my time. And that's, you know, that's kind of what we, what we love to see from him when he's clicking. I've seen him fight and play better defense than he, you know, than he typically does. So he was really, um, he was more engaged defensively even, but his offense was great today. Absolutely. And and I was worried if we didn't get a good performance, L. Rob, from Austin Reeves, I really thought we were going to be in, in, in not in the greatest of shape. But like you said, D'Angelo's start kind of offset that. Yes, Austin Reeves plus 31, but it really didn't shoot the ball well. Both him and, and Schroeder didn't shoot great for most of the game, but to tell you what, the, whatever they did on the defensive end more than made up for it from both Schroeder and Reeves. Yeah. And Reeves is still attacking though. So, yeah, you know, he, his shot is not falling and he's a little, not as aggressive as he, as he was at the end of the season and in the first round, but he's, he's not totally shying away. He, he's still going in there. I mean, they're not giving him those, I, I, you know, those I, cheap whistles that they, you know, that he, he was benefit of a lot of favorable calls, probably more so that they don't call in the playoffs. So yeah. he's got to make that adjustment and probably play a little bit stronger when he's going to, going to the rack. Take Go ahead, Sean. Contact. Yeah, no, Gerald, I was just going to say, I, I, I believe 100% in this kid's resiliency. I, that there's no question about that with me. I think, you know, his teammates can step up and help him out too. Cause his, his shot selection isn't great right now, but you know, guys moving and creating space for him can really help him out with that. That's, that's all I wanted to add. I think, you know, a, again, the kid, the kid is just, he's a fighter. He's willing to fight through it. So I believe he'll get through it. Fair enough. Stone, let me ask you this. When it comes to, trying to maintain that defensive intensity it's always hard in the playoffs because you see once something as far as adversity comes to the other team the other team tries to ratchet up their effort and their intensity so it's really hard to match that when it comes to what you're seeing over time as far as from game to game but your thoughts on what the lakers can do to go ahead and play smart sound basketball on the defensive and offensive end in game four 
<clears throat> yeah, I think what they did tonight worked, obviously. And I think Kerr is one of the better adjustment coaches in the league. So if I'm Darvin Ham and the Lakers, I'm watching film, seeing what worked tonight, uh, and going in there probably with that same game plan, but with a very strong possibility that I need a plan B uh, in terms of adjustments because uh, Kerr is going to be adjusting. Um, and we're going to see how that plays out probably in the first quarter. And from there, Ham should be willing to, um, you know, move to whatever plan B is um, in order to adjust to, to Kerr's adjustments, make those counter adjustments. So um, if I'm Ham, my plan B, uh, again, I haven't seen the first two games, so I'm not sure if this has been done already or if it did and didn't work or how it was executed any of that. But um, just based off of this game, uh, I would be looking to double team Steph with the proper personnel in the proper way, which would be to put Vando and uh, probably Dilo on them. So you have some length there uh, and you don't want the second defender coming off of a shooter. You want the second defender coming off of Draymond or uh, Jermichael or Kevon Looney, whichever of those two of those three are starting. And uh, that way you can have someone recover back to the big but you're also making sure that your shooters, uh, you always have someone on the shooters. And you prevent Steph from getting downhill to facilitate. So, again, I don't know how this first two games have been executed defensively uh, or if, you know, maybe there was a double team, but it wasn't executed with those that personnel. Um, but that would be my plan B headed into the game four. Uh, and offensively, um, it's just kind of what I've been saying all year long is that when we do run sets, I do think that generally we have good outcomes. Uh, we saw in the first quarter, we ran a really nice horn set uh, and we got a really nice open look uh, and made it. Um, so I just wouldn't shy away from that. If, you're, if your sets are getting you um, the production and the, the results that we all like, uh, which are easy and good open shots, um, I would continue to use them. Uh, I, I don't really see why we go away from them, but you know, if we're going into game two and expecting to, or game four, excuse me, and expecting to, uh, you know, play the same way we did tonight, um, without Kerr making any sort of adjustments to that, I think that would be naive, and I think we should uh, make sure that we have um, options on both sides of the ball um, because we know that Kerr also within the game can make adjustments. So. Um, I think that that should be the plan headed into game four. Zangerstein was saying it's hard to double because the Lakers are poor in hedge defense throughout the season. I would agree with that. I also think a part of it, though, is that we're not correctly using the right personnel um, in hedges. Uh, I think that um, when you're doubling or hedging against a certain player or on a certain team, uh, you want to make sure that you're using the right guys and, and they're the hedge is coming off of the right players. Um, you don't want to be hedging and that second player is coming off of clay. That's just a foolish way to do it. Um, you want to make sure that you're hedging and you're coming off in an, into an action where you're preventing a downhill slip and you're also preventing um, an outlet pass, which is obviously the ideal route to do that. How the Lakers do that is you know, dependent on what matchups they have set already and, and what bigs they have want to leave open and shooters that are in the game and all that sort of thing um so it, it's hard to just simply say you know double team or hedge uh i want to just specify that you want to do that within certain situations and contexts and personnel um you want to make sure that all those things are lined up to be able to execute it properly because if you're doing the same thing uh, throughout a full 48 minutes uh, generally 
lineups change, situations change, and the execution won't be the same throughout all of it. So um, that would be the only distinction I would make. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 127 to 97. Joe, I want to ask you this. Basically, we talked about this during the course of our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. When it comes to, uh, you know, the, the way that Thompson was hitting, you know, just nonstop, especially, you know, in game two, game one, he was really hot too. And he started out hot tonight, Joe, but the Lakers found a way to go ahead and clamp down on not only Cam. Curry had an off game and so did Poole. So much so, now get this, so much so, they combined for a 16 out of 44 spot as far as 16 out of 44. That, to me, if you'd have told me that, that's a recipe for a win, my friend. Uh, that and the fact that the Lakers almost hit 50% from three, 52 yeah. from the field, uh, and, you know, Schroeder was uncharacteristically bad at the free throw line, but Anthony Davis hit 11 of 12, and James hit 7 of 8. Those are huge little things that, that make a difference in these kind of games. And what ended up happening was, I think, once they once they solved that high uh, screen and roll uh, with Clay, Clay couldn't hit. That was killing them. Every time they would kind of run a little fast break and then they'd run some kind of high screen, screen and roll and free up clay. And then it was boom, especially when uh, Steph was sitting, I think in that second quarter, I was just worried. I was like, Oh my God, this is all happening without Steph on the floor. But as soon as they started, they solved that issue by putting Vando on him for a short amount of time. It almost took away his powers length. <laughs> you know, the NBA, you can get away with so much in the NFL in baseball and hockey in the NBA, you have to have gods or the universe's length and height. And if you have any kind of lateral movement or athleticism, you're going to be a value in the league. Vandal's value is so big just because he can get in your face. He, he can't make a shot to save his life, but man, can he stay on you? And that's another big thing with, with, with Darwin in terms of his uh, improvement in coaching is he's been able to kind of plug the hole that's watering uh, uh, profusely. That's what he's done. He's been able to plug the holes. And then using his biggest cover, which is, of course, Anthony Davis, uh, Davis is just he's the best defensive player in the league. Uh, he's an uncrowned best defensive player in the league. And I'd rather him not get that award and show it in the playoffs and win us another title. That's kind of where I'm standing on that. You know what, Joe? It's another sport, okay? It's another sport. But Mark Messier was never crowned as the best player in the NHL when Wayne Gretzky is your teammate. But he was the best defensive player in the NHL because – Nobody even dared to breathe on Wayne Gretzky when Mark Messier was on the ice with him. So AD has a reputation now. He needs to bring it all the time. And he brings it all the time. He's an MVP candidate. And bringing it all the time is, it's tough. Another thing that I would like for those two who are watching the game, I'm not going to rant again. I think I've done that enough tonight. The, it reminds me so much of the 2000 season 
when it was Shaq and then John Sally. You guys remember that? The moment Shaq sat the bench, we had to put in John Sally, and the, the whole world collapsed for those 10 minutes. There is nothing once, once that guy sits. It, he does things that you cannot explain. And again, the reason why I call him Anthony Palomalu is I get – I'm not going to get into this debate. Obviously, it's a Lakers show, but I know there's some people out there that will understand this. There's a debate who's better, Ed Reed or Troy Palomalu. You can pick whoever you want, but I will say this. I have watched every single game Troy Palomalu played, and I watched every single game the Ravens played the Steelers during the Ed Reed Palomalu era. Every single game. When that guy, Palomalu, was out, the Steelers' defense was in a shamble. When Ed Reed was out, they still sustained somewhat of a resemblance of a dominant defense. Anthony Davis is Troy Palomalu. You take that guy out, your whole system goes to crap. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but I would honestly say that is the most important part of this offseason, except for the draft pick. Then Stone will cover me on that one. That draft pick and then getting someone that can cover for AD because you have to preserve this guy. I know he's in his prime, but he's trying to preserve. LeBron LeBron is doing what Michael Jordan used to do. For those of you who watched basketball in the 90s, whoever you are out there, I know some of you are youngsters, you don't remember. Michael Jordan would coast the first quarter, maybe even the first half of the second quarter. Let the team do its thing. Look what happened with D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell got into his rhythm. D'Angelo Russell started doing his thing. This is how it works, guys. You got to pace yourself sometimes. You got to play smart. There's a difference between this and what we saw in the regular season. These guys have done a 180. I thought they wouldn't be able to turn it on. I was wrong. We were wrong. Just like Stone said, Darvin Ham surprised them. The Lakers have surprised by going through whatever they got, went through, and now their talent is, 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 is trumping Steve Kerr's coaching ability and two great players. Because all these guys talking about Draymond Green getting his fourth foul. I'm like, guys, we want Draymond in. We want him in. He sucks. He had more fouls tonight than rebounds and, and, and points, I think, combined. He had two rebounds and two points. Let me look. Hold on. Two rebounds, two points. Yeah. He had five freaking fouls. So, guys, get out of your heads. Watch the game. Pay attention. Come on. Pay attention. Don't be Stephen A. Smith and those other schmucks. Just don't. Focus on the game. AD needs to be this guy. But you also have to understand these guys are human beings. They got to breathe. Look what happened to LeBron at the end of the game. He was dying. You know, give some credit there. Give some credit for that, that for that effort. LeBron running coast to coast and jumping through 14 uh, steps, seats up into the, almost to the rafters. Guys, come on. Don't tell me that guy doesn't want to win. Okay? Lakers are, they're in, a, in the driver's seat right now. I Go get your ice baths. Go get your meditation. Go do whatever you need to do, guys. Game four on Monday. You win that game, and it's very likely you're going to beat the champs. Last question I'm going to leave before we go ahead and, and give a shout-out to our respective shows and whatnot is for you, L. Rob, my friend. 
L. Rob, when it comes to what you're seeing with the Lakers, this game today, it pretty much is a synopsis on how you beat the Golden State Warriors. It's actually the perfect game that you play defensively against them. Because if you look at the up and down the box score, if you look up and down the box score, you see Poole only five points, Draymond Green two points. You see Thompson had a terrible game after that first quarter barrage. He his game fell off a cliff. Curry only 23 points. Wiggins only gave you 16. Up and down the box score, it all spells doom for the Golden State Warriors and a great defensive performance. Let me ask you this. Do you think we can repeat that same kind of performance for game four? Uh, No. No, because we won't be as hungry as we were today. So game four will definitely be a lot more competitive. Golden State's going to play with more edge. Uh, the officials will probably the little blocking charges that went our way today. There probably will be no calls, or they'll go Golden State way. So, no, I don't, I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting Game Four to be more similar to Game One. Maybe you know, hopefully Lakers will win a little more comfortable than Game One. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Curry went back to Looney and went back to a bigger lineup. He's tried the small lineup. He's went back. He's 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 going to shake something up. I don't know what it is, but I doubt if he tried out um, J. Michael Green again as part of his starting five. So uh, I would love to see another blowout, um, but I'm no. I I definitely expect it to be a, a tougher game in Game Four. Once again, it is the Lakers winning one twenty seven and ninety seven. Stone Hansen, you've got a great podcast that's out there called the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Before we head on out, my friend, please give us the info and the 411, what you guys are covering this week on the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we released a podcast uh, this week um, discussing different big men, uh, Colin Castleton, Trace Jackson Davis, um, Tosan Yves and Daron Holmes, uh, and we talked, you know, about all of them and in depth for an hour and a half. Uh, we have a really big announcement coming early next week, I think. Um, so if you want to stay tuned for that, uh, it includes a lot more content uh, being released. So you can uh, follow us at Upside Swings on Twitter uh, and anything I do personally, um, whether it's most like ninety percent of it is uh, draft related. And if that's something you're interested in or want to learn more about, you could follow me at report underscore court on Twitter as well. There you go. At report underscore court on Twitter and at upside swings, because it's the upside swings NBA draft podcast, really great place to go for everything. NBA draft magic man in the morning. You're also doing a lot of other stuff as well for us. I have a feeling there'll be a Lakers weekend show before we head through the weekend, if I may be not so mistaken. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Gerald is not bold. He is correct. Yeah, I have one uh, lined up for uh, tomorrow. I think we'll lock it in uh, sometime in the afternoon. Um, Probably after, I would say after like five o'clock my time. So. If anybody wants to come on board, more than welcome. Always, always make sure everybody gets the link so everybody's voice could be heard. Yeah, Gerald, I didn't get to see much of the reviews yet on Lakers weekend, but I hope it was good. Uh, really enjoyed having Yami Sud on, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll have some more guests in the future. 
Absolutely. Looking forward to it. It is Lakers weekend for Saturdays and Sundays. Of course, he's also the man behind many of our snack packs. Of course, Magic Man in the morning. He's also asked for a new class, a new class and session that's going to be coming up for us on Lakers History 101. That'll be coming up on Tuesday. So we are going to have to go back to Lakers Fast Break University. L. Rob wants his title back as far as the main man for Do You Know Your Lakers Trivia. So we're going to have to set something up in the near future there as well. Because look at look at that. Look at that. Look at that face. He's ready. He's ready, Joe. He's ready. Ready, Joe. Joe he looks like Canelo tonight. There you go, <laughs> Joe. You you kind of fearing L. Rob's Laker. I don't, I don't have fear when it comes I, to trivia. You know what? Something tells me Joe doesn't doesn't have uh, Triple G's uh, uh, right jab. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's true. That's true, indeed. But I'll tell you what. It's great time here. We've got all these great shows. Denver Nuggets, uh, great to have you back. Uh, you know, obviously maybe Denver, Larry Denver, Holmes at his prime. Denver Nuggets, baby, you're leading two one. So we'll see what happens. Could it be a Lakers Nuggets showdown? We'll see. Uh, I mean, that would be a great matchup, and I'm definitely looking forward to that if that happens. So they're up two like one right now. Yep, but there you go, like a tentacle indeed. But great to have everyone out there watching, listening. The best Lakers chat room that's out there. It's right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Denver, Isaiah, Blue Magic, Terrence, that started us all off. Of course, Zangerstein. Of course, Search and Destroy. Everybody out there, Sovereign, Johnny 2K, Howard Hill, Intel Wild. You're all legends in our books. So, really appreciate everything that you do for us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So, Magic Man is coming tomorrow with the Lakers, of course, weekend show for you. Monday is the game. Game four, a crucial game for the Lakers. I'm going to go ahead and give you the start time on that here, right here in just a sec. So that's going to be, again, at the Crypt coming up in L.A. Looking forward to that. That's going to be taking place on Monday night. It is going to be at 10 p.m. Eastern. So it's back to the old 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT. Looking forward to that showdown. And, of course, we'll be on here for the best post game that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Stone Hansen for the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast, Joe Soro, there you go right there for you right there. Go ahead and check him out today at, as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. And, of course, his awesome company, which you should support if you're in the Southern California area, Simblades with a Y.com. Magic Man in the Morning with all the great shows that he does, including his snack packs and, of course, everything that's out there with Lakers Weekend. L. Rob, always great to have you back, my friend. We missed you, and just great to have you back indeed. There you go. Go Spartans for you, my friend. What, what about Bronny? What about Bronny heading to USC, heading to my Trojans? Yeah, what do you think about that, Gerald? Well, again, Bronny, I just – it's great having another high-ranking uh, player that's going out. He's ranked number 19 currently on the ESPN Top 100. Stone Hansen and I talked about that extensively on playback. I'm not sure if you would put him in the top 20 right now for the next draft class. But, hey, any added depth right now for Andy Enfield, you know, it, he's got all these he, – he recruits great. Let's see him get it done on the court let's see him get beyond an elite eight in the ncaa tournament then i'm a believer and that's what i'll be a believer but Bronny, hopefully this will be a good experience for him playing in the pac-12 we'll see what happens uh we talked back and forth 
uh, you know, about what uh, different options that were available for him. And so he decided to go with the Pac-12 to stay close to home. So that'll be good for him, good for his family. So looking forward to that and wishing him well. And of course, fight on for Trojans. Absolutely, indeed. So for Stone Hansen, L. Rob, Magic Man, Joe Soro, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. Go ahead and check us out tomorrow for Lakers weekend. And of course, Monday night, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. The best place to go for everything Lakers is nowhere else than right here at the Lakers fast break.